0: Lock
1: Talk Radio. What's your sign? Do you know? Let me guess, your Scorpio. What's your rising?
2: show because we're getting ready to jump in and do the second segment in a discussion about the houses in astrology but before we do that let me just say that it's a call-in show and if you want to get a reading you can call into my guest number 213-943-3395 you can find me on the internet at lahealer.com it's dr craig on facebook So let's take a look at where the planets are right now And let's talk a little bit about them I uh, noticed a couple of things Right off the bat when I was looking at them Briefly before I um, Got ready to come on the show And um, there seems to be A lot of air, it's very predominant In the inner planets anyway We have uh, uh, Three planets in Aquarius The Sun, Mercury And Mars, and let us once again Let everyone know that we know the Sun is not a planet But We call or refer to the sun and the moon as planets Just for the sake of just saying the planets The positions of our celestial bodies Okay, so the sun and Mercury and Mars are all in Aquarius The sun is in fact right now conjunct Mercury Mercury having just passed the sun um last week and moving now to the um be on the side of the setting uh, the setting sun so when the sun sets mercury will be behind it now whereas for a while for a few months it's been in front of the sun now it's moving in its orbit around to the back side and on the and on what would be the left side of the sun. So the sun will set and then mercury will be seen after that a couple of more weeks when it gets to reach its longest elongation. So um Mars is also in Aquarius and um the, uh, that energy has been around for a couple of weeks. I think it's a good energy. It, uh, it's making us very proactive with groups and friendships, and I think that if we want to reach out to communities, it's a little bit easier for us to also have high-minded, idealistic visions. Three planets in in Aquarius, the Sun Mercury makes it a little bit easier for us to uh, communicate our ideals or our visions, our humanitarian efforts. We might also feel like um, contacting. Friends or contacting An old friend, contacting a new friend Or we may hear from a Friend because Mercury in Aquarius and then the solar energy Gives it so much more Fire behind it and creates action So also with Mars in Late Aquarius I think that that uh, Kind of energy is very consistent For the global energy The moon is in Cancer right now It's just shy of being Full, we have another Um About two more days for the full moon And um, So it's in Cancer But it's making a perfect trine With Saturn and Scorpio So it's quite a nice night for I think uh, Some kinds of negotiations Forgiveness, intimacy Communication, affection uh, You know Just just the overall emotional tenor With the moon conjunct Saturn It can bring a certain kind of heavy quality to it But sometimes, uh, you know, uh, nurturing and protection is a more serious thing, and we sometimes do need to take seriously, you know, who we're needing to take care of. Um, Jupiter. Jupiter in Gemini, why I'm bringing that up is because of those four planets in air, in those, you know, sort of inner planets. But what's really nice about the Jupiter aspect is that It's making a positive aspect to the sun, it's a trine to the sun, and right between the two is Uranus and Aries, also at five degrees. So Uranus is making a sextile to the sun, Uranus is making a sextile to Jupiter, and Jupiter and the sun are making a trine tonight and tomorrow. And I think that that energy is very much about the kinds of sudden communications um, sudden, enthusiastic kinds of friendships that we could encounter now and during the weekend, so if there 's any socializing that you want to do, expect something positive and unexpected. you know bring your most individual self to the table, uh, be communicative and uh, watch and allow a certain kind of community friendship to build for you this weekend. I would suggest getting out Mars uh, Venus sorry Venus is in. Capricorn, as I discussed I think last week, not one of my favorite spots for Venus Because Capricorn is a little bit paternalistic, so it can make Venus a little more heavy, a little more Saturnian Nonetheless, it's not really making any negative aspects right now, and that's fortunate Neptune, moving out, going to be at 2 degrees soon Going to finally really move away From Aquarius And Venus is finally going to start uh, Neptune is finally going to Start its journey up all the way to About 5 degrees Pisces In the summer before it goes Retrograde which is really nice to get You know a little deeper We're going to see some real Changes in that realm of What I was talking about last week Meditation but ways in Which of escaping I think the virtual world is going to become entirely more um, uh, real for us. So to speak, you know, we have like interactions with our iPad while we're watching television and it's live uh, personal interaction with the TV. And so that whole virtual experience, the 3D experience and the interactive experience with what's going on in the media as if that's really real is uh, going to expand our boundaries into what it is that we perceive as real. And Pluto and Uranus still in a really wide, uh, square. So we're not expecting any of that to really, you know, the Uranian Pluto square and the tensions that we have there to arise anytime soon. Uh, today, a couple of birthdays, John Belushi and Virginia Woolf, interesting, uh, characters to be both be born on the same day. So, um, That's your Global Energy Minute. I'm Dr. Craig. We're going to um, take a look at tonight the second house. Um, The second house is about values, what it is that we value. Uh, It's very important to be able to look at those values as coming from the first house so since the first house was a part of our identity the second house is how we take that identity and we develop our values based on them while at the same time the the natural uh, ruler of the second house is Taurus and so Taurus rules the senses it is very strongly connected to the the five physical senses which is why Tauruses love, you know, finer things. They're very connected to a good aesthetic. Tauruses have very good taste. So the the idea there is that they like visually pleasing, auditorily pleasing, olfactory, and also good tastes. And they love a good back rub. They love the the feeling of uh, good material, good cloth. Tauruses. N- n- Can be overindulgent That's one thing that's possible for them to be But at the same time they simply like To surround themselves with Comfort and the second house is About the security and The stability that also Comes from the comfort That um, We can bring to our five Senses which is interesting because The second house is naturally the house Of money, cash money When you're looking at someone's uh, Chart and you look at the Second house in their chart, that speaks to the astrologer about the person's financial status. How much money they actually have or the way in which they make money or what their, you know, proclivity is for having financial success, etc., etc. You look at the ruler of that house, you look at the aspects to the ruler of that house, you generally take in a whole lot of information about someone's financial situation based on the second house. But why is it about money? You know, certainly money is something that we value. Right? We all we all would say we value money because money is the way in which we purchase and buy the things that provide us with the physical security and stability that satisfies our five senses. Right? We what do we want money for? Right? We want money so that we can bring into our lives the uh positive Sensory experiences that are going to make us feel secure and comfortable People who have afflictions in the second house Or in um, their financial situation in life Just somebody you you know you would know who let's say doesn't have any money A homeless person or somebody who's sort of down on their luck Um, That situation is, is sort of disturbing for us because that person can't meet their physical needs. They can't meet those basic Taurian, Taurus as ruling the basic physical body and the five senses. So we begin by saying like, oh, well, I value the food I eat, I value the home I live in I value the clothes on my back or I value the heating system that's in my apartment or my home because it keeps me warm now during the winter when it's cold and some of those things we don't necessarily think of as valuing but let me tell you you value them if you're living in you know the northeast and in late October before a cold snap you get hit with a you know a superstorm sandy then all of a sudden you know how much you value your electricity and you value your heat. So those things while a lot of a lot of the things that we value we wouldn't necessarily label them or say and they wouldn't come to the forefront of our minds because we take them for granted. There's food in our fridge. You know, there's food in our fridge and the lights are on. Yet they are things that we value. And we then value the money that we earn, and all of us value it so much because, supposedly, the more money you have, the more able you are to bring into your life those things that create sensory comfort, right? If you want to go to a tropical island... In the Caribbean in February So that you can have the sensory experience Of lying around in the chaise lounge In the warm sun While everyone else is freezing their butt off You've got to have money It's really the only real way to make that happen It's a little more difficult I think to hitchhike So if, if you start to bring Into your um, Your understanding Of the chart That Who we are as individuals in the first house determines what it is that we value. Somebody, I had a guy come in this afternoon for an office visit, and he arrived on his bike, on a motorcycle, you know. And I don't have any problem with motorcycles, but I said to him, you know, cool bike. It's not something that I have or that I would necessarily want to buy for myself, but he was all about it, and he really loved it, and it was actually Quite beautiful And um, you know he was talking about a little bit When we were walking back to the office So there's values based On our identity And who it is that we think we are If we think we're that person That is going to be wearing Suits and ties every day Then we value the fact that we have Those things in our wardrobe If we value uh, our, our Yoga class though Then we're going to value our yoga mat Right and the clothes that we wear to our yoga class but all of those things generally at some level cost money because money is a a physical substance that we all share in exchange that represents our energy in other words we turn our effort work Customarily, I guess there are some people who don't work for money, but the, but that's not most of us. So except for those people, and they probably have really screwed up values for money anyway. The people who work for money recognize that what you're doing really is you're turning your effort, you're turning your work into money. And so, from there, everybody else is doing the same thing. They're turning their own personal energy into money. And then what we can do is we can exchange that. We can say, oh, I did this much work, so I have this much money, and I can give that to you. It's a representation of work that I did. I may not have done that work for you, but I did it for someone. And so we're all in agreement that we move the money around in that way Because we're sharing the money as a collective value of the work in which we do It's really, I think, kind of interesting about our values Because what we value is then determined Well, if you're still holding, I'm having a little glitch with the computer, and I will be right back. Wow. anyone can still hear me which is possible I guess because blog talk didn't disconnect me on the phone line but the computer part of it went down it just crashed so I'm trying to get it uh, to reboot up here and I guess it should be open in just a minute trying working on it guys almost there Here we go Brings up my studio panel And I will let you know Yeah, I guess I am Oh, it closed out my chat room I'm really sorry about that <laughs> Sorry about that It closed out my chat room um, It looks so like everybody is still holding And it does look like everybody is still in the chat room Yes, we can still hear you Oh, good I'm glad that I wasn't swearing at the top of my lungs, uh yeah, no, the whole panel, the whole studio panel just crashed, and so of course, my computer then decided at the exact same moment to uh reboot in the year I've been doing the show. It has not done that, so let me jump over here and say hello, area code three one oh you're on the inside connection. Hello, hi, hi, how are you? Um, Sorry about that. I, whatever I, happened with with the with the online thing. I'm good. Yeah. How are you? I'm good, very good. Would you like for me to take a look at your chart tonight?
3: I would. I've spoken with you before.
2: You have. Hold on one second and let me uh, let me just get a sheet of paper too because I write down. Got it. So you've spoken with me before, and yeah. your first name
3: is Donna.
2: Donna. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm good. Are you friends with Pat. I am. Uh huh. But I got a lot and
3: of stuff in my second house. <laughs>
2: yeah. Do you have a question? Um, What's the first the first letter of your last name? I. I right. Okay. So Santa Monica, California, November twenty second. Right. Got it. Okay. Do you have a question?
3: I was just wondering how you in, you know, as far as values um and with my son and my Mars and
2: Oh yeah, it's a good um, question, right? So, how, what, I mean, it's a lot of you, things. There's a lot of things in your chart, right? But one of the one of the first things I think is that I would look at are the planets that are in that house. So there are values about intimacy and there are values about um, spirituality, and there are values about like higher truth. So that kind of, for me, comes straight out of um, the Scorpio, um, Sagittarius. So there's okay. a value surrounding also like cross cultural study, or maybe things that are foreign to you, or the law. You know, certain, there are certain things about just those two signs in the second house that make it. Uh, The the, the traditional meanings of Scorpio and Sagittarius become more about the things that you value Or the way in which you would make money But also see that the ruling planet of your second house is Pluto And you have Pluto and Leo in the 10th So that's a very powerful uh, leadership role that you have And I think one of the things that you would value, and one of the ways in which you would actually earn your money, is by being a leader of some kind who changes or transforms the uh, groups of people. You could kind of use the word the masses, but they would either mean like... You know, your clients, your students, your parishioners, you know, whoever it is that's your group of people that you're influencing, because Pluto right. has a strong influence. It would say that in your career, in your job, you influence people because you're the leader of the group and that you make your money in that way, but that you take that leadership and transformational role very seriously. Like, you see your ability to be a leader or a role model as a very serious thing that you value because you know that based on your example, Leo, that you're changing, Pluto, (laughs) the people in which you're coming in contact with through your job. And as the ruler of the second house, that's something not only that you would value, but a way in which you would make your money.
3: Okay. Okay. All right. That's that's interesting. That's,
2: that's great to know. Yeah. And, you know, after I had done your reading last time, it's kind of interesting. Um, one of our astrology friends brought to my attention that I had said several times that you had um, Neptune conjunct your Venus. And the truth is, is that you have Neptune square your Venus right now. Right. So some of the... Um, Some of the energy that we were talking about last time While it still holds true That I feel like, you know, you should still be working on uh, You know, transcending Whatever it is that, you know, you're needing to do But it brings in more of the layer of that There's a certain kind of disillusionment um, Whenever it's a square Then that Neptune-Venus energy Is going to bring in more about like opening your eyes To the truth And seeing whatever is really going on in love um, Right
3: That's happening
2: Yeah As a big, as opposed to just the Neptune conjunct Venus Which is probably more of the sort of More airy-fairy kind of You know, soulmate energy Which can really, you know I think you can achieve that in the square But, uh, but I feel more like it has to do with Cutting through um, the veil, you know, the blinders that you have on Regarding love and and, and loving What that means So right. how to be loving better Is still going to be the course of your uh, lesson And I think it doesn't necessarily mean um, That you love in the same way that you've been loving But that you look at how you could actually love someone better
3: Right, and that's that's taking place now. And last time I spoke with you, you mentioned shifts happening, and I, I suppose I really wasn't aware of them, but they were happening. And and then they did start happening. And then I, and those shifts are taking place. And I look back to, um, you know, they they were starting, and now they're they're coming quickly. It's interesting. Yeah,
2: they're going to come more quickly because that has to do with the Uranian Square. And um they're gonna come more quickly even. There's you're just really at the beginning of it. As a matter of fact, timeline wise, um you're in it see Neptune is square, your Venus like kind of like right now and um but uh but the Uranian square is not happening until April and then out into November. So it's really, that's where you're going to see the biggest changes between April and November of this year are, is where you're going to see some really fast-moving shifts and things that you get really tired of and really want to let go of.
0: Great. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah.
2: Listen, it's nice to hear from you, Donna. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome to call in. Okay, hon, have a good night.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. You too. Bye.
2: So, I'm going to take someone else here too. And, um, area code 818, you're on the inside connection.
0: Oh, I've called before also. Who is this? I'm Diane from California.
2: I can't really hear you very well. And I have my headpiece up kind of loud. Oh, so,
0: how about can you hear me now?
2: That's better.
0: I'm Diane from California.
2: Hi, Diane from California. How are you?
0: Hi. Doing you great. I, yes, we have spoken before. Okay. Uh, and I, I guess what, what the, what is it? The topic is the tourist where or the second house.
2: Diana, you we, born in Philadelphia.
0: Yes, April third. Oh, I
2: haven't spoken to you in a while.
0: I know, but I listen to you all the time. Oh,
2: thank uh, you so much. I really appreciate that. Yes, the topic tonight I've been like really inspired to do a series on the houses of astrology So tonight we're talking about money and values, exactly And And, how we develop values
0: And I love this, the topic is very, I I mean I'm really learning from it Oh good,
2: thank you so much you know, you're actually also getting ready to go in to be able to do the Uranian square, but it's not going to happen in 2013. It's going to happen in 2014, and um, that's going to be a huge shift for you because Uranus is going to go into your tenth house. It's going to conjunct your Venus. It's going to conjunct your Mercury. It's going to square your Uranus. You have a lot of planets that are going to get touched upon. Um, did you did you move last year?
0: No, I didn't.
2: because uh, you had you had um, you had your Saturn return really last year, and it was Saturn in the fourth house. Something changed at home. Was it a relationship?
0: It ended. Yes.
2: It ended.
0: Yes, it did.
2: Yeah. Okay. So in you your chart, Saturn's the ruler of your seventh house, which is the house of relationships, and you have Saturn and Libra in the fourth. But it's a kind of a substantial change in your home life.
0: Interesting. You know, I've done some work on the house. I, I I thought about moving, but I decided against it. Uh-huh.
2: That's just fine. And
0: That's fine. So, it's
2: just home, the home that you're in became a lot more serious somehow. Like, it, either there were things you really needed to do there, and besides the relationship issue.
0: You're right, and I did. I worked on the house tremendously at the end of last year. Right. And it looks Fabulous! That's good. What I'm really excited. Good. That I, yeah. So that that was the right timing, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's the best result.
0: I'm any so happy. Any new friends?
2: Have you had any new friends? Create any new friendships?
0: I did in June.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's good. And now Jupiter is going to go into your 12th house, and it's going to be a really... Uh, You know, in May You're going to really begin A very kind of, I think, nice Profound in a way Deep inner look at yourself Again, you're going to really be going in Obviously it's going to be just post your birthday A very big birthday this year And right after that The planets are going to align in such a way That you're going to do a little inner world exploration Or how can Diane nurture herself better you know that's going to be a big theme for you in the second half of 2013 after your birthday. Like, are you giving yourself what it is that you need for your own um, protection and and uh, comfort and protection? It's more it's more Cancerian than Taurus. So, um, you're gonna have a whole cancerian thing about you, like how's your home? Is it making you feel satisfied? Do you feel loved there? Are you loving yourself there properly?
0: Is it almost impossible to move at that time oh yeah, absolutely, oh, interesting, very cool. Okay. I'm excited. That, that That's very interesting. You you pointed out great stuff, Dr. Craig. You're very welcome.
2: I always like to hear from you. That was really nice, Diane. You have a great night.
0: Thank you.
2: Okay. Blessings. Bye-bye. Bye. And I have one other caller here. 540, are you still holding for me?
3: Yes. Hello.
2: Hi. How are you?
3: <laughs> I'm good. How are you?
2: Good. You've been holding for a while. Thank you.
3: Well thank you for taking my call. This is the first time I've called into your show.
2: Okay, great. What's your first name? Danielle. Danielle. And what's the first initial of your last name? R. R. And um can you give me your birthday? It's
3: six thirteen eighty one.
2: Six thirteen eighty one and your birth time?
3: Nine thirty AM?
2: Nine thirty AM and your birth town.
3: It's Alton A L T O N. That's in Illinois.
2: Okay. So, um it's Well, I have anything... no
3: planets in the second house. <laughs> That's
2: fine. <laughs> but
3: I am in a You lot don't have of... to
2: have any planets in the second house to call in and get a reading.
4: Right.
2: <laughs> some of the some of the show is educational and um some of it is just to be able to help help people out with um some things that they might be going through Okay So let's see I have to Danielle And your birthday again is 06-13-1981 And the time is oh nine am And the place is Alton A-L-T-O-N Illinois I got it, it's always there I had the most obscure person call me the other day uh, via Skype from Poland
4: Oh, wow
2: And um, sure enough, the town was actually in the ephemeris in this software I couldn't believe it, it was like in the middle of nowhere
3: Wow um,
2: I had to look it up on Google on a map Just to see where it was Like who I was talking to but A nice person who had actually been in California And got recommended to me um, Okay, so Let's take a look at your chart um, Yes, yeah, this is a You know, a very strong chart Of course, with Leo rising Do you know anything about your chart?
3: Yeah, I've been studying astrology For two years now
2: Okay, so you know, it's you've got to you've got to always when somebody has Leo rising or a fire sign rising, you know, generally they have a strong personality. If they have something in their first house too, they have a very strong personality because that's the house of Aries. In fact, you don't have anything in the second house, but the ruler of your second house is Mercury. You um, know, as it. Gemini and a Gemini in the 11th house I would imagine that You're fairly social and that you have um, you know A few friends a few close friends or that you like to be in contact with people And that um, and that also Like a group of friends But the Leo rising makes you kind of a leader you know you're somebody That can take charge so I see the private, you know, the private moon and Scorpio uh, part of you in the fourth house also. That has to do with a lot of childhood issues and perhaps difficulties that you might have had with your mother when you were growing up, but... Aside from that, that emotional privacy And perhaps some emotional volatility that you might have You're really a very caring person Who generally takes care of her friends You know, somebody that nurtures And w- I find that when somebody's got mercury retrograde You were born with a retrograde mercury It magnifies the energy of that mercury So your mind is concerned with taking care of people And and d- domesticity, probably really actually like home again with having the moon in Scorpio in the 4th house there's a need to have some control over the house and um also a, a sort of private place like home is a sanctuary where you can go to and feel safe and private in that environment are are you married are you in a relationship
3: um well i've been with my partner for like 2 years and i'm i'm sh- Sure, we're going to be getting married and moving in together eventually.
2: <laughs> okay, that's fine. No, actually, that's good. And because um, you're really just what, like 31?
3: 30,
2: yep. Yeah, 31. So that's great because you're, I think, in a really good place. With Scorpio in your fourth house and going across your moon right now, Saturn and Scorpio, I wonder if anything has changed at work. Or you know, if anything has you know, are what's what's become difficult recently? Like something feels like emotionally, you're having a harder time expressing yourself. Or it could be at work. It, it's not your health, is it? Are you having a health issue right now?
3: All of the above. Yeah,
2: okay, so that's fine. But and then health jumps out at me because Saturn's the ruler of your 6th and the moon's the ruler of your 12th and you haven't need to go to the hospital, have you? No. Good. Good. So, what's the health issue?
3: Um, I've got pro- well, because of that moon and all that that energy in Scorpio, my and the my ovaries, my female right. stuff.
2: That's fine, I mean, that, that that makes sense, you know, of course And um, I think it's something that you're needing to focus on right now It's not something that necessarily needs to create, let's say, a, a huge problem or an issue for you It's something that you need to bring some attention and a focus to um, Rather than feel fearful of it or like there's something that's, uh, you know bad going on there or that you're going to have a real health crisis that I don't really see it's just whenever I see it's like our health needs to be attended to and usually right around 30 is when people realize that that it's something that you're that's precious and you need to work to hold on to it. That's why, you know, if people abuse themselves and then they lose hold of their health, if they, you know, have a health issue, it's such a long, you know, hard slog to regain um health. And so it's important to realize that with Saturn conjunct your moon right now, you're needing to bring your focus to your health. What do you need to do in order to be able to make your hormonal system or be able to balance, you know, what's going on for you? So you definitely want to think about nutrition and um, other kinds of holistic methods in order to be able to help what's going on as well as doctors.
3: Yeah, I've been having a hard time even eating. So it's like... that's, That's also, thing.
2: you know, the moon rules the stomach because the moon rules cancer and the fourth house is also about the stomach. And I don't really do a lot of health astrology like I know it, but I don't really do a lot of, say, forecasting with it. It's just when something about health is kind of obvious in the chart, I, I feel like I need to mention it. Um, you know, you also half-heartedly said something about your relationship and that you think you're going to be getting married soon. And it is something that's possible, you know. Is this a very strong person? Is it a very strong...
3: Yeah. Huh? Yeah, we've uh, been together for... He's like my soulmate. He's been my mom. I've been his mom. We've been brothers and sisters. um, He's that's been good. my son. It's <laughs> like... <laughs> and what
2: is he in this lifetime? <laughs>
3: Um, and uh, well, right now it feels like we're brother and sister. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's good though. I mean, if that's what you're both looking for, that can actually be really good because if there's camaraderie there, you know, and certainly like a kind of uh, let's say familiarity from childhood, like as if you grew up in a similar environment, or there's that kind of connection, that can be really nice in a relationship. Um, to have that kind of love where it's where it's familiar, you know, and somebody that you really feel knows you,
3: yeah, it's been a karmic nightmare for sure.
2: <laughs> do you have any other questions danielle
3: well i'm in well since we've been talking about money, I'm involved in a lawsuit, and um, I do tarot cards, and they say the money's coming, and do you have any like the time? like the month, or can you clarify what's going on with this lawsuit?
2: Well, I mean, you, ha- you do have Uranus in this ninth house, so is that a lawsuit that's coming unexpectedly?
3: Um, no, it's. A, I'm um, waiting. It, m- well, my dad passed away some years ago. I gave the money to um, somebody for a business, um, but they decided to do something else with the money. It's a long story, but it's involved in a lawsuit, and I'm Yeah, no, I hear you.
2: It. I hear you. Yeah. I guess there are some changes with that when when Uranus squares your Venus, because Venus is always related to money, and um, that's going to be uh, still a few months from now before you get real news on that. Um because Uranus Pluto, meaning
3: Uranus transiting my ninth house Okay, yeah, Uranus I see that now.
2: transiting square your Venus Which happens in April okay. um, It actually happens on the same day As Saturn conjuncts your moon That's when you're going to get some uh, other information And also in April you have Neptune trying your Mercury And since Mercury is the ruler of your second house I would say you're likely to hear Mostly in April about the lawsuit That combination um, You know I, you know, it's it's not going to bring back whatever losses that you've had completely, but it might rectify something for you. How about that?
3: Okay. I'm
2: not sure it's going to bring back fully what it is that you think it is, but it's going to rectify something because the Neptune trine Mercury transit will be good, positive. Well,
3: it's like, it's
2: like $20,000. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's not the kind of, work that I do is to make those right. kinds of predictions, but I right. see you recouping a part of it that's going to make you feel uh more satisfied than you are right now. Okay?
3: Okay. Okay. All
2: right. Listen, it was good talking to you and thanks for calling into my show.
3: Well, I appreciate your time. Thank you.
2: You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay. So that's what we're going to, uh, you know, uh, want to talk about tonight about the second house I want to give a shout out to uh, my friend Pat who's in the chat room And also to Mary Lou who's in the chat room And I adore you both and it's really nice to see you both there I'm going to leave you tonight, of course, with one of our favorites from Peter Gabriel The song is Sledgehammer I'm Dr. Craig Martin and I'll be here next week on the Inside Connection.